The AIBP ASEAN B2B Growth Podcast is a series of fireside chats with business leaders in Southeast Asia focused on growth in the region. Topics discussed include business strategy, sales and marketing, enterprise technology, and innovation. Hello, welcome to this episode of the AIBP ASEAN B2B Growth Podcast uh, featuring Pak Jodi Hanadi, Head of Vertical Ecosystems Telcom Indonesia today. Uh, PT Telcom Indonesia is a state-owned information and communications technology enterprise and communications network in Indonesia. And as head of health ecosystem and head of one data system for COVID-19 vaccination, uh, Park Jodi is leading teams in developing national health information exchange. has supported the Ministry of Health uh, Indonesia by forming the foundations of the main platform for providing health services uh, in the coming years. So that's a little bit more around yourself, uh, some of the roles uh, you're involved in as well as about Telkom Indonesia. Probably it's better I started with my background in education. Yeah, uh, I undergraduate. Actually, I received undergraduate degree from Bandung Institute of Technology, uh, uh, majoring in telecommunication engineering in 1990. And then I get uh, my graduate degree from University of Southern California, Los Angeles, USA, in communication science in 1992. And firstly, I joined Telcom in December 1993. And at that time, my first career was as an engineer in fiber optic. But after one year joining Telcom, uh, I was called to join uh, Telkom's IPO team member at that time because Telkom uh, uh, prepared to uh, go to public uh, in 1995. So I joined the team for about one year and Telkom finally uh, went public, yeah, uh, both uh, domestically yeah, in Jakarta and, and then also internationally in uh, New York. So after that, I was assigned in a business development group and mainly since then, uh, I was assigned in several units related to the area of uh, business development uh, until 2005. So it was about uh, 10 years uh, in the area of business development, including also doing some merger and acquisition. Uh, and in, in, uh, in 2005, at that time, until 2007, I became also personal assistant to Telkom CEO for two different CEOs. And the latest CEO then promoted me to be vice president of corporate subject planning in 2007. And uh, that was the first time I had position as BOD minus one. And since then, until now, I've been in the positions of BOD minus one for 15 years. And this is very interesting. So during the 15 years, the last 15 years, I was assigned in uh, 11 different strategic positions. And most of them led a new established units or divisions uh, following Telkom's transformation from telco company into Times company at that time and now become a digital telco company. So basically, that was uh, yeah, about my background. And now I was assigned as a head of digital vertical ecosystem. Uh, and as you mentioned uh, earlier, it is true that uh, I'm also as the commissioner member of uh, FITAJA. Thank you so much for sharing. And you know, you mentioned something very interesting. In the past 15 years, you were assigned to 11 different strategic <laughs> divisions. What are some of the key areas or key strategic divisions that you saw there was a shift during your time in Telco? If you could share a little bit more. Yes, sure. Uh, I think uh, our company is transforming uh, Yeah, uh, very often. Yeah, I can say that like that. 
because I think this is different also by the dynamic of the uh, environment, the industry. So uh, Telkom Indonesia first changed its uh, portfolio, not only on the telco, but beyond that. It was in uh, 2007 when I was first uh, assigned as the PP Corporate Office uh, Strategic Planning. So at that time, our CEO defined our portfolio times. Uh, uh, times is telecommunications, IT, media, and entertainment. So starting from that time, yeah, actually Telkom tried to uh, uh, provide uh, other services yeah, beyond connectivity. And then uh, after that, uh, Telkom also established a new divisions, yeah, called uh, multimedia divisions, to develop products beyond connectivity. And I was the one also who was assigned yeah, to lead to lead uh, that divisions. So uh, I think this is the first divisions uh, that uh, yeah develop uh, products beyond connectivity, and now becoming a digital division called uh, division of uh, digital business and technology. So. From time to time, uh, there is a uh, changing, not only organizations, but the way we work. And of course, the way we work also will change uh, the organizations. Uh, and it is following, uh, of course, the strategy of the company. Uh, yeah, we have changed um, yeah, our key portfolio uh, almost two times yeah, during the last uh, 15 years. So I'm following that because not only division develop the product, but also so we need a new uh, directorate yeah, uh, to also uh, define the strategy and then um, manage the performance. And for that uh, unit also, I was the one also who was firstly assigned yeah, to create a digital strategy in 2015. When firstly, uh, Telkom had a digital uh, directorate. Yeah. So yeah, that is because of the dynamic of the industry. So we have to uh, follow uh, that kind of uh, changing. Okay. And in this digital strategy, digital directorate, uh, what are some of the areas, or I would say maybe in terms of verticals that you covered? The portfolio that we are developing, uh, also IoT, big data, uh, and AI. So in the digital services, uh, we define into B2C digital and B2B digital and combining also B2C and B2B into an ecosystem like help that I'm leading now. So we are focusing uh, key, five key vertical industries. Uh, health is one of them. So besides health, we are also focusing on education and then also logistic, uh, travel, uh, and also agriculture. So those are the five key vertical areas that uh, Telkom is uh, intended to uh, focus, yeah, uh, to develop uh, digital solutions on those uh, five key industries. Understand. Thank you very much. And uh, with that, you know, you mentioned the five key pillars, and we'd like to zoom in on one of them today. So, health. How has your experience served you to support you, uh, especially within this health vertical? Yes, uh, I think there were three key positions uh, in my experiences that support me uh, in the development of SDVC. So I think the first one, uh, when I was uh, assigned as uh, Executive General Manager of Multimedia Division uh, from 2010-2012 at that time, I led a new division responsible to develop uh, products beyond connectivity. Uh, and at that time, uh, Telkom started to develop products solution in the area of IT, media, and entertainment. Uh, the second one, when I was assigned as uh, Senior General Manager, Innovation and Design Center. 
Uh, it was in 2014-2015. Uh, I led a division that was firstly in telecom doing incubation for startup. Uh, I built and managed two incubators in telecom at that time and also 17 creative centers all over Indonesia. Uh, all over Indonesia. Uh, and the third one, I think, when I was assigned as EVP Digital and Next Business in 2020. So I led a new division uh, developing digital product based on new approach, agile development. So I'm, I introduced new structure, yeah, such as ecosystem that I led, I'm leading now, and then also try squad chapters, yeah, organization to support uh, the digital product development, uh, and also uh, develop a system process to support uh, this agile development of digital product. Looking at the healthcare segment, you have to work very closely with the government uh, in supporting the national healthcare system. So, you know, just like to go into a little bit more about how, you know, Telcom works closely with the government. Actually, uh, because of the COVID, yeah, we have a very close relationship uh, with government, especially uh, with minister, uh, the Ministry of Health, yeah. Because at the time, uh, as uh, we know, uh, yeah, offline interaction is very difficult. And the government is really required a uh, platform system uh, to support the government, yeah, yeah, manage the spread of the COVID-19. So at the time, government, uh, yeah, see only telecom probably can do this because it's difficult if they, you know, as uh, private sectors, yeah, uh, uh, the situation is not uh, very was very good at that time, and this is the first time that uh, yeah Ministry of Health and the government assigned Telkom to help the government to develop the system, and as you know Indonesia is very huge country yeah uh, we have a very uh, huge population so everything has to be managed you know uh, carefully, and we need a very big system yeah to support the government. So that's the first time. That's why we uh, develop uh, Satu Data Vaccinasi COVID. Yeah, this is the system to help government conduct a COVID-19 vaccination program. And almost 80% of Indonesian populations have been vaccinated using uh, our system also to support. Uh, this is a very complex system, of course, because first we need to build uh, the registration system. And then we have to select yeah, the people that is eligible to be uh, vaccinated because the vaccine comes uh, not in one time so we have to create the category so we have to find the eligible one yeah based on the government uh, definition uh, category and then also timeline and then also the vaccination uh, combination also is certain we cannot just you know give any uh, vaccine uh, vaccine a probably is uh, you know can be uh, uh, combined with vaccine based something like that so the system need to do that and then also give analyze to the government because government need to evaluate uh, the uh, vaccination uh, daily. So every day, uh, the government uh, evaluate based on our uh, data uh, provided by our platform, including also Perlindungi. Yeah. Perlindungi uh, is a uh, huge applications because there, there, there is uh, more than uh, 100 million users yeah, registered. And the highest monthly active user uh, at that time, uh, is uh, more than 50 million users uh, a month. So I think this is uh, considered as a unicorn also applications. So this is my uh, our first time also to develop uh, very uh, use applications. I think based on our success to the, develop the uh, yeah the application and platform supported the government. Then of course until now the government also is trying you know uh, to ask telecom to support them. 
including also uh, now the Ministry of Health is trying to integrate the healthcare uh, data system by building the health information exchange. Uh, so telecoms is uh, now trying to participate also uh, in this to support the government uh, yeah, uh, having uh, integrated healthcare data that is actually targeted yeah, by the end of 2023. All the health facilities, at least the electronic medical record, uh, can be exchanged. So this is a very aggressive uh, target. That's why we are trying also uh, very hard yeah, to support the government on this. So I think this is the uh, reason yeah, why uh, government probably still also wants to to support uh, the government uh, on the development of the system, yeah, uh, especially the Ministry of Health. What are some of the key challenges uh, facing this kind of uh, health tech or even the data management side? The first is about uh, standard. Yeah. Uh, so in order to integrate, we need a standard. So uh, we have so many uh, systems in our health facilities. And to integrate it, to integrate this, uh, we need a standard. But the Ministry of Health already uh, defined the standard following the international standard, yeah, uh, FIR HL7, to inter to exchange the electronic medical record. So the first data that need uh, to be integrated is uh, medical record. So another issue is about the availability of electronic medical record, because some health facilities doesn't have medical record electronically. Some of them still manual. So first, we need to have a system that can convert this uh, manual uh, medical record into electronic. The second one, yeah, even though they have, they don't yeah, uh, follow the standard. That's why they need to change uh, their uh, system into uh, the standard that is uh, defined by the Ministry of Health. So those two key issues, I think, uh, are the most challenging one at the moment. And then also on top of that, I think uh, about the uh, cybersecurity also is very important. Yeah, uh, it is a challenge also uh, because I think medical record is uh, far more important. Yeah, compared with the data in the Pedulindungi that we managed before, because it was only vaccination data, but medical record consists of uh, so many data. That's why I think uh, those three key areas are the most uh, yeah, important one yeah, to tackle uh, at the moment if you want to integrate uh, all the health data in Satu Sehat. Specifically into the uh, making use of EMR uh, as well as cybersecurity, how is you know Telcom Indonesia actually supporting this? What are some of the further plans uh, in maybe next five years or so? We can do also other things that are not yet uh, uh, done before. Uh, such as uh, uh, okay, implement access control. Yeah, uh, we need to very yeah, uh, very uh, strict yeah in limiting the access data to authorized personnel only. For example, something like that. We don't have any uh, policy on that yet uh, before, so we uh, need to implement this. Yeah, for example, implement strong password policy, uh, and then regular access uh, review. And then second one also, I think uh, we need to conduct a cybersecurity risk assessment uh, regularly. Yeah. Conducting comprehensive assessment of cybersecurity risk, identify uh, potential vulnerabilities, yeah, and threats to uh, both data and system. And then also uh, in terms of policy and procedures, also we need to improve, yeah, to ensure that all staff members understand and follow them. Because this is not about the system, but this is also about the people. Yeah. Uh, other things I think about also disaster recovery and BCP, yeah, business continuity plans. 
I think we need also to develop this, yeah. Because we have to imagine, yeah, if uh, the system is, uh, yeah, disconnected, but hospitals need to operate, then we need to, yeah, have a business continuity plans. So this is also something that I think we need to uh, also develop, yeah, uh, in the future, especially if it is disconnected because of the cyber attacks, gitu ya, or other disaster. And yeah, I think the last one, uh, we need to do regular security audits. This is very important because system also change from time to time. And then also the hacker also, of course, uh, will improve from time to time. So we need to have a conduct regular uh, regular uh, security audits. What are some of the changes that you've seen with reference to, you know, for example, the business streams or, you know, the business focus uh, at Telcom Indonesia? Uh, what are some of the key patterns that you see that is changing uh, the Telcom landscape? In Indonesia, I think 5G now uh, is becoming the uh, next, yeah, for uh, every telco Indonesia uh, in, in the world. But in terms of what kind of service that can provide by 5G, I think we are still also uh, uh, look for uh, that. Yeah, we are not certain yet which actually actual services that really require 5G. But 5G is already there. Uh, we need also to start uh, implement this. Uh, yeah, this is the challenge. Yeah, the challenge. Because yeah, I think everybody in the world telco. So we I haven't seen yeah they have already found uh, the next big thing after the broadband. So uh, but while uh, I think uh, looking for that, we need also to do several uh, key initiatives. Uh, if we uh, look at the uh, initiatives that have been uh, done by several telco companies, they did several uh, key uh, initiatives yeah, such as cost efficiency, for example. Yeah, uh, it is the most common one cost efficiency uh, by building an agile organization, for example, and then automation process, simplification product process, and also virtualization network. Virtualization network is something that uh, not yet done by our company, so I think we are also in this direction. The second one is digital transformation. This is also driving the digital customer journey yeah, because we have to compete with digital companies, so we need also digital transformation. I think uh, this is a must. But in addition to this, some also companies uh, try to streamline their business by merger. Yeah, and it's also happened in Indonesia. Yeah, we see that several operators has already merged. And Telkom is in the process of this for fixed broadband and mobile broadband. So I think by June or July, uh, yeah, we will merge our fixed broadband and uh, uh, mobile broadband. So our indie home in Telkom will be transferred to Telkom Cell. So it become uh, handled by one company. And uh, this is, I think, the fourth one, uh, which is the new trend now is structuring or delayering the business. So changing the portfolio from integrated Telco into infrastructure company and service company, separating the infrastructure from services. How do you envision that uh, to change the uh, competition landscape or even like uh, the growth of uh, telcos in Indonesia. See, earlier you mentioned that the growth uh, currently is uh, slowing down. Um, do you think this kind of uh, restructuring uh, will actually help with the growth? The layering infrastructure and service core will open the cooperations with the global players. Yeah, Especially if you're talking about uh, service core. Service core can be digital B2C and digital B2B. And in this case, we are, we can cooperate with global telco or tech giants, so to develop the uh, digital co. So telecom uh, itself now we are uh, going to focus on B two B, yeah, because B two C will be transferred to Telkomsel, yeah, uh, in the transfer Telkomsel, then telecom will focus on B two B IT solutions. This while uh, something like healthcare uh, 
solution that I developed, I led uh, in the healthcare uh, ecosystem is becoming more important in the future. Besides also the horizontal platform, yeah, such as uh, AI, big data, IoT, yeah. So telecom will uh, focus on those areas. So regional people will focus to provide uh, their product to local companies and then also uh, small companies. Uh, besides also uh, large enterprise in the areas. So uh, yeah, I think this is part of uh, effort to create another growth, like I mentioned, by splitting infrastructure and services, we can try to collaborate later with digital uh, uh, partners yeah, uh, to increase uh, our services in the uh, digital because not so many telco company yeah, can do digital business successfully. It's, a, it's not easy. Yeah, It's not easy. That's why if we look at the trend, I think uh, this is becoming more important if we can cooperate with uh, global uh, digital uh, tech yeah, to develop further uh, product in the digital uh, spaces. What are some of the key success factors that you've observed for Telcom Indonesia? And what are some of the future success factors that you'll be looking at? Actually, it's very clear. Yeah, uh, We see that our... Uh, a share price increase, it can be considered success. Yeah. <laughs> so the EBITDA multiple of Telco is much, much low, low, yeah, compared to the tech, uh, giants, yeah, uh, or other uh, portfolios. For example, uh, EBITDA Telco multiple, Telco multiple is only seven. But if you're talking about cloud, probably it's, it can like 30, yeah. Uh, infrastructure 17, for example, something like that. So, yeah, a lot of investors also doesn't see any significant growth uh, on the telco. That's why this is also, you know, the initiative, uh, the approach that we need to go do. We need to slice this, yeah, in order to have a better value. And each uh, portfolio also can uh, get uh, another uh, strategy partner, yeah, to uh, grow uh, better. So I think the key success is, of course, value, and then also the growth of revenue because it is uh, very fundamental. And currently, also a lot of investors yeah, in digital spaces also is already, you know, uh, looking at uh, the result, yeah, the performance of the business, yeah, the profit, the revenue, not only the active users. It's already been, yeah, I think, uh, uh, yeah, uh, over, yeah, because we have been you know, doing the digital business in almost uh, more than 10 years. So now everybody's uh, waiting for the bottom line. So I think that's the key parameter that consider as digital also success in the future. And which which are some of the technologies that you think will be driving these key areas of growth? AI is the most important one, yeah. Especially with the uh, chat GPT now, I think everybody is 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 now yeah can see the benefit of the AI. So AI is very important, and then IoT will be also very important, especially in health in Indonesia. Yeah, it will help uh, much yeah on the uh, providing health services. Uh, because not uh, yeah yeah all areas in Indonesia have enough doctors and facilities, so I think those are the, uh, among uh, key technology that are very important. I think in the future. Thank you very much, Pak Jordi. We hope you've enjoyed the episode. For more information about business growth in the ASEAN region, please visit our website www.iotbusiness-platform.com.